Sean is just losing it. Well, this- I almost choked. <laughs> I was like, I'll, I'll take a drink of my coffee. What could go wrong? Oh, no. Oh, no. Not while Roxanne's talking. What are you, a newbie? <laughs> right? Oh, my God. I got owned just now. Hey guys, welcome back to Merlisten, a monthly podcast about BBC's Merlin where we talk about the show, the ships, the fandom and the characters, and I am the Snowfox. And I'm Zan Credible. And today we have another costume episode for you, but it's kind of a continuation of what we were doing uh, two weeks ago, which was talking about the girls' costumes, but as kind of is the case in real life, pretty dresses take longer to talk about, so we kind of had to split this one in two, and last episode was Gwen, and today we'll be focusing on Morgana. To be fair, to be fair, two weeks ago, you guys were complaining a lot about how not pretty our dresses were. I mean, they are pretty after season one. It's just they're not necessarily pretty in the historical sense. Right, <laughs> so, right. Okay. Spent, two dresses we said weren't pretty. Come on. <laughs> you had to you had to hyper focus on those, didn't you? <laughs> I I honestly I lost track of what you liked and what you didn't like because there was so much complaining going on. But it's okay. You you, you do you. This is a Merlin podcast. What else would you do? <laughs> Fair. Good point, good point. We can play, but then say we love it, so. Yeah, which is the title of my, anyway. So, basically, where we're going to, sorry, I had to get that in early. (laughs) We are going to be talking about Morgana's costumes today, and we have got our two lovely costume experts back yet again. I'm sure they are sick and tired of doing this, but they kind of have to because, you know, we're we're friends and they have to do us favours. So, we have (laughs) Connor. Hello. <laughs> and Diane. Diane. Hi. We have a short talk back to talk back to today. I was I was nice. going with I nice. was going somewhere with this. Go um, for it, go for it. It's good. It's all good. <laughs> anyway, our comment comes from Anne. And Anne had to say this about our episode about Uther and Gaius. This is actually perfect. We're talking about this now because Diane is here. So, um, Anne said, I think this relationship is super interesting. I really wish they did a spin-off called Uther and Gaius, or Gaius and Uther, where they explore their younger years. I feel like their relationship would be similar, with obviously some distinctions, to Arthur and Merlin's relationship when they were younger. I made a mic cast for this, but as I don't know many British actors, I would love it if people help add cast members and characters. And then uh, Anne put the put the link to uh this my cast uh, page in the comment as well so we're gonna we're gonna link to the comment and you can all check this out and the only thing i would say having looked at this before is that i think that jude law is too old to play a young uther while thomas Brody sangster is way too young to play a young guy <laughs> if anything i feel like it should be the other way around but that's my only note on on this cast so far. I've never even thought about fan casting a prequel series and now I feel like I really should have given this some thought. But I find fan casts really difficult though because I feel like I don't really like there are only a few actors that I would consider to kind of know their repertoire really well. Like I feel as though most people, unless they are like, you know, 
really watching a lot of movies, like, you know, more than I have time for, they, you know, probably don't necessarily pick out an actor and go, oh, yeah, well, I've seen them in this and this and this and this and this and this and they and like, I can see all the things that they can do. So really, you're just going based on looks. And that sometimes doesn't like, like, you know, it's pointless. It's like nice for a good gift set, but it doesn't really like, you know, kind of work in the grand scheme of things. So I find fan casts a bit tricky being in a bookish fandom as well I find that they just kind of mess with your head as well and then when adaptations come out they don't really live up to it anyway so but Jude Law is I mean he, you know he's always a, a good thing to have in anything so I mean I'm not going to complain but yeah I mean I I'm, don't I'm, know. I'm not I'm not you know arguing that Jude Law is a superb actor who would do the role justice it's just that he's too old to be playing a young Uther how old is he right now do we know um, hang on. In his, in his 40s? He's, he's definitely, yeah. I think he's going on 50. Ooh. I just really like Jude Law, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Um, he was born in 1972. Okay. So he's, okay. yes. Yeah. yeah. No, he's wow. in his, he's in his 40s. Because my brother was born in 1977, and he is uh, in his early 40s, so Jude Law is in his late 40s. In his late now. 40s, yeah. yeah, yeah. The thing about Jude Law, and to be, f- I mean, I haven't again, I haven't seen him in any roles like this, but I don't know if he if he would be able to pull that fine line of being a morally grey character, like you know, kind of you know, a decent person deep down, but kind of plagued by darkness and trauma and then going on to become like the antagonist like i think he's got too much of a kind face and he's played too many roles where he's the nice guy oh and i don't you know haven't, if he... you haven't seen him playing the bad guy then clearly we are. No, but i, I haven't i have oh and yeah he is so good yeah. as a bad okay. guy in yeah. what in what in what wonder woman he was bad in um oh god i forgot all about that movie <laughs> It was so forgettable. I'm sorry, it's not Wonder Woman. I'm, I'm sorry, it's not Wonder Woman. It's Captain America. Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Captain oh, Marvel. God. I keep... <laughs> he was also in King Arthur with uh, the yeah. Guy Ritchie movie. Okay, hang on. I've, I've seen another one with him recently where he played um, a bad guy. But yeah, you're right. He, he he was the bad guy in Captain Marvel. Yeah. Oh, but I will say, okay, maybe this is why I kind of wasn't thinking about him in Captain Marvel. A, because I just have only seen that film once and I just, I'm really bad with memory, like with stuff like that. But also um, because he was like a bit of a bait and switch villain, you don't really get to know him as a villain until like the last quarter of the movie. And then yeah. it's, you know, you don't really think of him as the villain. Like he's the the okay like supportive um superior like for the majority of the film and you're not meant to believe that he's the bad guy until the very end so i guess that's you know whereas uther is clearly not the hero (laughs) of the story (laughs) but then again if but then again if it was a prequel hero uh, he would be the hero of the story and then it would be like the tragic thing of like where you know the ending and you don't want it to happen. It like it would be like the song of Achilles where you know that they're both gonna die, but you don't want them to die. And you're like, but maybe, but maybe, but maybe Hector won't kill them. Die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um oh. and she also said Thomas Brody Sangster, which I wanna say I'm very offended that that person is almost 30 years old and looks like he's 12. I'm not okay with yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> so upset. But, like, even, 
Like, even if you take into account his actual age versus what he looks like, he's still too young because Gaius is older than Uther. Uther. So if you want to go with Jude Law as Uther and be, like, have it as the, you know, I mean, it could work given that, like, Uther in Merlin looks to be in his 50s, late 50s, early 60s. He was yeah. in his 40s when he filmed it, I think. He was like in late his 40s. 40s. Like late 40s when he was filmed he? it, he was. Yeah, because I think we had this conversation on Uther and Guys when we were like, hang on, if we're shipping oh. them, how old were they when they were young? Yeah, and we were like, hang on. And then we realized it was an age difference romance and it yeah. became so much better all of a sudden. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was like, right. This was like the older mentor who took the young king under his right. wing. Right. It's too much. Mm. Okay. <laughs> right? Right, he's like, like he, he he's like teen years older than him, like ex teen. I don't know how many, yeah. but he is definitely uh, older. So yeah. yeah, I mean, but yeah, if you squint, it can work with like a Jude Law as a younger version of the Uther that we have in Merlin. But um, guys is definitely older, and he needs to at the very least look older <laughs> than than. Uh, than uh, Jude Law or whoever you want to play a uh, young Arthur, uh, young Uther. So that's true. Um, I feel like anything would be impossible to cast though, because Richard Wilson has such a specific way of speaking that trying to mimic that would just seem ridiculous. They should just cast you and put you in a wig. Me? <laughs> yeah, because what? you do great guys' impressions. <laughs> <laughs> How could you be so stupid? <laughs> Um, but uh, come on, I mean, I, I, I do not have Caius's, you know, epicness because that guy has just a complete level of yes that I could never really attain. He is, he is fantastic. But I mean, I know that we, you know, we are very down on Caius on this podcast. But Richard Wilson as guys, I mean, yes, absolutely. yeah. I mean, Richard does a great job, which is why I uh, have no qualms about hating guys because Richard is just doing such a great job at portraying him. I just recommend that everyone watch seasons one to five of Merlin, but instead of actually watching it, just imagine that Richard Wilson has no idea what show he's in. Because <laughs> because, I'm, because I'm almost certain that that's what was happening. <laughs> like, I don't think he actually has a clue what's going on. He just showed up and was told to say some things. And that's it. Oh my God, that's amazing. I mean, watch oh. the behind the scenes with him. Does he not just seem b- bewildered all the time? <laughs> He's just sitting there kind of like, well, I guess I'm here today. <laughs> like, this is fine. I'm like, what should be all right? Oh, my God. <laughs> what does it matter? Which, like, fair. I mean, same. Um, same. Same. I would just be like, all right, I'm here. Let's get paid. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So, um, I mean, that wasn't really any kind of decent answer to the question that was asked. I mean, to be fair, Anne didn't ask us a question. Anne just pointed us in the direction of the fan cast, and then I started. Then, then I started talking about it. So. Okay. Um, Cool. But yeah, uh, fan casts are difficult, and yeah, don't ask us to do one because we're very bad at it. Clearly, (laughs) we have high standards. Indeed. So, if you guys would like to send us some thoughts or fan casts or anything else that your mind desires, and you can do so at the website Merlison, which is where we read all of the comments live on the podcast. That is where you need to go if you want your comment to be read by us. That's merlison.paracaproductions.com. 
We are on all sorts of social media sites where you can get in touch with us and we will get back in touch with you via the channel that you decided to talk to us on. So we've got Tumblr and Twitter where we are at Melissa on both. You know what you can do on there. You don't need me to tell you. We also have an email address, which is melissa.podcast at gmail.com. And Alex will send you a lovely email back if you like to send us some thoughts through there. We have an iTunes, which is also Melissa. Leave us a star rating. Five out of five would be great. And a review all of the nice words would also be great. It helps us out. I don't know how, but they tell me that it does. We also have a Discord server where we have loads of channels for various things like episode reactions and tangents and all sorts. And that's where we often kind of find guests and do all sorts of fun stuff like that. That will be linked in all of our social medias or just come and ask the two of us. We have a Melissa and Bingo, which you can play along with because we literally are trashy, repetitive things. And it's always fun to make fun of us for it. So go ahead, ask us for the link and you can play along at home. And also, if you would like to be the lovely listeners and millennials that we know that you are and tip us for the work that we do on the podcast, we have a Kofi account which is linked in all of our social medias and on our website and anywhere that you would ever like to find Merlison. It is not like a Patreon subscription for any of you that have not ever used Kofi before. You can just leave us a one-time coffee, if you will, donation. And that is always very nice for us, especially during these terrible, terrible times. So those are all of the places where you can find us. Come talk to us. We like it. Yeah, now that that's over with, we have... Um, costumes to talk about yet again and today we're talking about katie so i guess we can just cut well i say katie morgana you know we're not going to talk about katie's wardrobe no, it's I, we're talking I didn't about- want to well actually again but <laughs> <laughs> oh that, that would have been such a good one as well it's morgana we're talking about clearly someone can't separate fact from fiction <laughs> Katie is not her character, man. Um, I think you'll find otherwise. Oh, Why did I just turn into Trump? No, no, no. Oh, God. No. <laughs> I will kick you. I will kick Di- you out of this podcast. Diane has left the chat. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we're just going to follow the same format as we've kind of done before, which is just literally go like in chronological order. And yeah, so the very first outfit that we see Morgana in will be in the Dragon's Call. If my memory serves me correctly, Diane, is it the blue yeah. one as she's looking out yes. of the window? Yeah. Yes, so. it's the blue one. That's Yeah. It's a, a, like a blue Georgette overdress. Georgette is a translucent type of material that they use a lot in season one. And, uh, yeah, it's got a blue embroidered underdress with the uh, gold embroidered sleeves and a gold belt, which is actually quite lovely. It's not particularly medieval. Um, I find most of Morgana's dresses to be very fairy tale princessy rather yeah. than historically accurate. I mean, I Maybe. feel like, I feel like that works. Like, just like, uh, Rock said with, uh, Gwen in our last costumes episode that some, like this, the, the blue dress, the one that you like so much, is, uh, it feels very, it feels very Belle from Beauty and the Beast, very Disney princessy. And mm. I feel like, um, this fits the aesthetic of, of Merlin. Like, if we, if we leave out historical accuracy, because we, honestly, we really just should leave out historical accuracy like historical accuracy has no place in camelot just like magic so um even though it tries to sneak in once in a while but badly like it's even worse at at sneaking in than merlin is at hiding his magic 
But yeah. like, um, <laughs> so I feel like we should just disregard historical accuracy entirely, especially with, uh, with the girls' costumes and just, uh, look at it in terms of like, is this fairy tale enough? Yeah. <laughs> well, or is this, I... or does it belong on a fashion runway in Milan? Well, I, I, can I at least introduce some historical stuff? Of course oh, you can. Okay. Of course you can. Okay. I, dem- well, I demand it. Okay. Usually, uh, okay, for season one, Morgana's dresses are pretty much always a translucent material overdress and an underdress that's of some kind of shiny material, but it looks like a sleeveless chemise, which is very typical, actually, of the 14th century. So I was happy about the underdress part. The overdress is very fairy tale princessy. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's... and also in in a couple of her outfits, she has an armband on her sleeve, and that's I found one example in history that I really looked for of an armband from Germany, but it's not normal until the Renaissance. So uh, they usually had tight sleeves to the shoulder and then very loose at the wrist, which is kind of how they did it. You know, um, other than that, uh, history, no. Yeah. (laughs) History, just no. (laughs) I think for me, like, the thing with her dresses for me, um, these particular ones, uh, there's the blue one and then she has the um, purple and light blue alternative, which is essentially the same version. Like, you know, we can kind of group them uh, together a little bit. But for me, what what I find frustrating about them, it's not even that they don't look historically accurate, but like from a practical p- perspective, like you said, it is literally just a sleeveless chemise and then a see-through yeah. little thing on top that she can kind of tie with a belt. And so for me, I'm a bit like, I know that like it's mostly sunny in the show and we don't really like have seasons, but it just feels a bit basic like if it wasn't for the material yeah. of the of the see-through and the pretty colors it doesn't feel very like complicated like it's literally a cardigan over a sleeveless <laughs> like over a sleeveless dress and we see that because yeah. when she's getting undressed in Lancelot and Guinevere all she has to do is take off the see-through thing and um she's basically yeah. just in like a nice purple like shiny thing and it doesn't feel very like princessy like on that when I compare it to for example you know Gwen's uh, blue queen dress or even her purple one which I'm really not a big fan of but like those two who are like the, her like more day-to-day queen outfits not the red one it's like you know there's so much like l- there are so many layers there and there are so many different kind of patterns and things going on and different kind of textures and that th- I don't know there's something about them that feels more put like kind of more regal and just more it just feels more present whereas her dress yeah it's, it's just I don't know. It looks pretty, but then when I look at it closer, I'm like, it's not very complicated, is it? No, it's not complicated at all. And they do the same pattern several times in just different fabrics. Yeah, exactly. And they and they mix and match the underdress and the overdress. Indeed. So it actually looks like it's more outfits than it is when you when you start tracking which color goes with which under and over. And it's very, yeah. it's not very practical at all. I mean, they must have been freezing when they're filming in like March. 
Yeah, yeah absolutely. Cold, yeah. I mean, sometimes it yeah. can, I mean, it can be warm in March, but yeah, I mean, on the colder days, I imagine, like, and especially early yeah. in the morning, Katie would probably have been suffering. But I mean, I can, like, I can totally see this kind of outfit being really great, like, if Camelot had seasons and stuff, like, this being, like, Morgana's, like, summer wardrobe, because let's be honest, yeah. you know, when you're already in medieval garb, you know, you don't, you know, in 30 degree heat, like in the, you know, in the, in the medieval period, you don't really want to be wearing much. And obviously we know women and men did, you know, wear a lot of clothes, like more than we do now, but that would be perfect for, yeah, like a summer outfit. I just feel like, and I guess this is a good time just to bring it up briefly, but what frustrates me most is that Morgana, like, I like that Morgana has a set style, right? Like you said, she wears basically the same kind of thing, but in varying things. I mean, that kind of makes sense, right? Like a lady would have her kind of go-to thing. But what I don't understand is why we have two women of rank, Morgana and Gwen, within about, what, three or four years of each other? And Gwen's dresses look completely different, like as if it was a completely different era. (laughs) And I'm like, (laughs) why? (laughs) Well, I will say on the point of fashion just in general and how it moves, there is a five-year gap between, like, when Gwen, like, the end of season four and the beginning of season five when Gwen becomes queen. And though those ideas of what period they're supposed to be in, because I'm not even going to call them a period, but the concept of the periods were, like, crazy long in between, they're are like sometimes just a flip of a hat like suddenly a culture would be introduced to like say England and they're like well we're gonna take this and roll with it now because we like okay. it okay so okay cool it would be seen that like in that five-year gap that the fashion would have changed so dramatically that I don't know what fashion to what fashion but it could have <laughs> that's really interesting well, was, you know clearly season four fashion to season five fashion I mean yeah, exactly. yeah. it's <laughs> Camelot, Camelot Fashion Week just came out with something completely new. <laughs> Someone went to Mercia and they were like, oh, all right, we'll take this. We'll take that. That's super yeah. interesting, though, that you say that because I always, like, in my uneducated head, you know, always thought that cost, like, fashion change was something that was really only introduced once there was a concept of information coming in from other places because obviously you can't have a cultural impact on somewhere unless you have an easy way for that other culture to access it so once we start seeing magazines you know things like that that's when I kind of assumed that fashion started changing very quickly like but I mean season by season not like you know yeah like visiting nobles Mm -hmm. and or going there to visit them so like imagine Mercia coming to visit True. and and showing off their fashion and they might have gotten their fashion from somewhere else before and it's just like it's like it's like playing what's a um what is it chinese called? whispers Chi- yeah where you whisper a word into someone's yeah, ear yeah and, yeah, China, yeah um well it's see in in uh german it's called silent mail Ooh. so oh, a telephone <laughs> telephone in, in the states yeah yeah right yeah. Yeah. yeah you have you have to think about even for from a historical point you've got trading going on all over the place That's i mean true. people people seem to think that the dark ages were very dark hell no they had trading fairs all the time there were people you know going all over the place uh always exchanging ideas and fashion and, and fabrics so it would kind of make sense theor- theoretically from uh for Gwen's outfits to change from seasons four to season five. 
But my attitude is for Merlin, the show, they probably got more money. Yeah. So, <laughs> so season, season one, they probably had a set. Uh, design for Morgana and they had got yeah. a bunch of fabrics and they all did the same thing in just different colors. Yeah, true. And it works, you know, like, and it kind of, and I guess, like you said, it's, it is a very efficient way to put Katie in a bunch of different things and, you know, to have it work relatively well, you know, um, and I, like, I can't really fault them for that. Yeah. It's just one of those things where I'm, I'm a bit kind of like, yeah, it's like, I mean, it's a bit basic, but the thing is, is she does actually pull it off really well. I think because she herself is a very kind of, you know, aesthetically pleasing person to look at and she's got the long hair and she's got, you know, the, you know, the nice eyes and everything that, you know, she just looks good with everything. So it doesn't, you know, you could put her in something fairly basic and she would manage to make it look really regal just because that's the kind of person she looks like. Yeah. So I guess they got lucky in that sense. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so basically she has that same pattern. So she's got it with the, purple under thing and the light blue uh shimmy um not, not shimmy like cardigan thing you know what i'm saying like Over, the light overdress. blue thing. overdress there we go overdress. and then um and then one of my favorite ones which like you said diane uh they are mixing up the fabrics a little bit because the one i really like is the she doesn't wear it very often at all but she wears it into kill the king that's the one i do remember it's a purple one it's like a lilac um under thing and then it's like a velvet one on top do you know what i'm talking about it's like a heavier kind of material um it's really nice uh and oh, the purple velvet oh, dress yeah purple velvet it's really nice okay. like it just feels a bit more um i don't know <laughs> there's something about the muted color of the purple and like how heavy it looks it makes me think of like a really kind of like early medieval dress that someone would wear i don't know like even though it might have nothing to do with the shape or anything but there's something about the look of it that feels like very casual day wear for like a lady of the court you know like i really like that one a lot and yeah like you said that that's the same thing it's like a over um an overdress i've actually thought about um really wanting to cosplay that one one day i think it's such a nice dress well actually i think that dress shows up in episode two as a cloak I'm oh. so glad Diane was the one to say well actually this time <laughs> <laughs> okay when they are watching the fight yeah. um, Morgana is sitting there with a fur over fur stole essentially yeah. but underneath that it looks like the purple dress Pur mm -hmm. yeah purple velvet dress purple arm warmers yeah, and, yeah. The, and the purple knitted arm warmers, yeah. It must have so. been, like, a really cold year, that year, because we don't yeah. see them... Like we don't see them wearing that in like in any of the seasons going forward. So I don't know if two thousand and seven when they filmed this, or or two thousand eight, maybe early two thousand eight when they filmed this, it was like a really cold spring or a really cold autumn because like we see her wearing like winter gear like in a, like in a few episodes, which is really interesting. Well, actually, uh, it depends when they filmed it. I think for Valiant, they filmed it really early in the season which would be like march which would yeah. be cold cold yeah. cold whereas a lot of the other like jousting scenes are done in the summertime they were done mm -hmm. in june and july mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so you wouldn't be wearing you know fingerless mitts in july no <laughs> absolutely not yeah um so. so yeah so what's kind of the next new kind uh, of dress that we see from her in the early uh, part of season one in episode one 
The red off the shoulder dress. The red dress. The red dress. From the eighties. Oh my god! What were they thinking, guys? Can we just yeah? Can we just ask ourselves just for a moment what like what they were actually thinking? I don't know, but it, you know what? That dress shows up in more than one episode, too. So. Yeah, I think it shows up in Ep 5 as well. Yeah. I didn't realize until I was going through that, like, I guess I just never real like thought about it too much, because she's, like, sitting or, like, not really doing much of anything, but she's still wearing that red dress. I'm like, how did I never notice that it was not just in episode 1? Yeah. yeah. They were like, this is acceptable for forward. Forward, well, that but- was the sentence, but I tried <laughs> <laughs> but the the funny thing is the necklace part of that dress i just saw an ad for that very necklace um on my facebook feed the other day so Aww. i don't know what the hell is going on but that you know a, a lady of the court would not be having an off-the-shoulder dress like that in any way right. shape or form why they thought that would even be princessy is beyond me it's a weird cut too. Like, yeah. like it's kind of like it's visually imposing when you first see it because, like, we're in Arthur's POV and the camera, you know, makes it sure that you know that you're supposed to be impressed and stuff. But like, even the way they've done her hair is so like she just looks a mess. Like, I really yeah. don't understand why they thought it was supposed <laughs> to be pretty. Like, it's a weird cut. It's a it's a very meh kind of material. Like, you know, again, if you compare it yeah. to the red equivalent of Gwen's dress a few seasons later, I mean, can we just look at the two? And I'm and like that's not me trying to compare the two women. I'm just like, these two dresses, like, how can you and like yeah, budget. And that is the only answer to any of this. But I'm like, ooh, yeah. that red dress is not like that red dress is not as impressive visually even as like the the purple and blue one like that she wears on her day-to-day yeah it's just it's just awful I I don't know what they were thinking but okay they were thinking Arthur needs a boner (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if I'm gonna let me get on the defense side not to actually address but really I, no, I meant like more in character. I'm wondering if oh. costume-wise, they were like, if we give her something that's so not what a lady of the court would wear, would it kind of get across that she is this like independent person who doesn't follow the rules of what's yeah. been established for her? That's um, true. That's true. Even though it doesn't fit like the period, because it has some like Grecian vibes. Ah, shit! So, I like, never thought of that. That's so yeah. interesting. It does have that kind of vibe, doesn't it? Yeah, with yeah. like the the hair kind of just up in a way and then like almost empire waistline so i wonder if a good part of that was to be like hey morgana doesn't follow the rules but also uh, (laughs) it doesn't belong here but maybe that's what they were going for i don't know i don't know i'm more upset about the thing she wears in valiant (laughs) really Well, not upset, but I just had never noticed it until I was going through, and then I was like, what are you wearing? (laughs) Uh, Okay, well, we can move on to Valiant. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, what what else can we say about the red dress that hasn't already been covered? Like, it's a mess. Yeah, Yeah. it's a mess. (laughs) That's my only defense. Maybe it was a character choice on being like... I like that, though. Yeah. Like, okay. oh, she already doesn't want to agree with Uther, so here's more of her not agreeing with Uther. Yeah, yeah, it's her being it's her being rebellious, and it's a very 
piloty thing to do to just like establish this character trait of hers because you know we already know that she's the Morgana, right? Uh, yeah, so like we have to we have to sow the seeds of her turning evil at some point. So clearly, we show her yeah. a not following the rules. <laughs> B like you follow we show her not following the rules, doing what she wants, but also she has to be sexy because we all know that villains are sexy except for aggravating, obviously. Aggravating. <laughs> but I love that Connor. I think that's like like something that I've not even thought about because yeah, you're right. Not only does it establish that you know, and from a modern audience's perspective, you know, because I'm sure that in the time period, whatever time period this is set in, you know, we don't know. <laughs> but but in the time period, I'm sure there were a whole host of ways that a woman could, you know, show herself as um, outside of the box or sexually provocative in a way that a modern audience wouldn't understand, right? So, for example, um, in the 16th century in uh, in England, for instance, um, wearing a hood that showed your hair was extremely suggestive like like you were supposed to wear a hood that covered the, the whole of your head and so um yeah so like when uh when uh when Anne Boleyn first started appearing at court for example you can see in some of her portraits she's wearing a hood that um has part of the front of her hair uncovered and hair was like a very sensual kind of part of someone's body so having your hair uncovered was really a big deal so like that was like you know for example but, but like we wouldn't know that so I guess doing this like we said we are we're seeing this through the lens of a modern audience and we need to have that kind of visual communication that we will understand so I think you're absolutely right Connor that you know we as a modern audience understand you know if someone has skin uncovered then that makes them more sexually provocative quote unquote you know and that is what she is going for by the way it's not like you know there's something we're we're making up she's walking across the room and she's literally looking in Arthur's direction which brings me to my next point which is another plot point which is that with that outfit choice we're kind of setting up what's going to be the main love interest for the season don't fact check me it was a thing (laughs) (laughs) it was supposed to be a thing we're gonna be doing the shipping episode on it and I'll have my moment in the sun so you know but uh, yeah I think I think it serves a dual purpose it yeah shows what kind of character she is and then it's also setting up this relationship for Arthur to look at her and be like yo what about this Valiant outfit that you guys are um, so so offended by? Because I feel like I don't remember what you're talking about. I don't want to call it like offended. I was alarmed at it because of Morgana's set wardrobe. There's a scene at the very end when like Arthur has won the whole tournament. And she is wearing, at first all you see is the cowl neck of this like knitted over yeah. sleeve thing. And she's just wearing her like red sleeveless dress with a gold belt and if you look at it like separate it does have a very medieval vibe but because of Morgana's set wardrobe when you first see it I was like I thought she was just wearing a sweater at first and I was like oh my god (laughs) 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 because it's like a knit crushed suede and I'm like yeah I think I know what you're talking about yeah Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about and actually it's funny because I I actually quite like that outfit for the reasons you just mentioned that it kind of it looks like it should be there and that's and like I don't think we ever see her wear it again am I right or am I wrong yeah I don't think we ever see it again it's like it's like uh, it's like when Cinderella or Belle dress, like we just never see it again. And it's like yeah. that could have been a really cool. But again, all these winter clothes, like in 
in Valiant particularly, like, yeah, she's wearing like the thing at the tournament. She's wearing this like knitted business. And it's, yeah, it's so interesting to see her and all these things that we'll never see her again for the rest of the show. It's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Does Diane have any uh, kind of historical notes for that particular piece no, of clothing? None whatsoever. <laughs> I couldn't figure out why she had a large scarf around her neck. It just didn't make any sense. Yeah, it's like but, a yeah, like a half sweater. Like it has sleeves, and then it's like the the cowl. Uh, yeah, approach. yeah. I'm like probably more of what like a peasant should wear. Yeah, actually. Yes. Yes. Like, when you're, yeah, when you're talking about yeah. that, that's more like it. Yeah. Because it's like as if they would have yeah. the hood on. Just so to it like, has hood. basically put Gwen in it. This what I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what except that I'm Gwen? Except it's velvet. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But it's, I think what's so jarring about it is that it doesn't fit Morgana's like character palette for the outfits that she's worn, and quite like caught yeah. me off guard so much at first. Maybe it was like one of the extras, like clothes. Maybe she spilt something on the costume she was actually supposed to wear, <laughs> and they gave her like an extras outfit because it fit maybe, her or something. Maybe they were just testing out outfits. I mean, this is early season one. They were just trying out things, see if they work, and then whenever they realized, no, actually this looks awful, but we don't have the time or the money to reshoot this scene, it yeah. has to stay in, and we'll yeah. just we'll just keep going. I feel like that's probably what happened there, and that's why they never never put her in that again because yeah. it didn't work. Un- unless, yeah. of course, that poor Katie was so cold they had to put something over her shoulders, or she was going to shiver to death. Is this at um? Uh, this Pent- is early. Hurst. This is in March. But is this at Penthurst Place, or is this filmed on the set? I uh, this uh, uh, this, uh, is, this is in uh, Pierrefonds. Oh, okay. So they, okay. Yeah. I guess yeah. it would have been quite cold in there. I don't know, but yeah. 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 Bring up, bring up the next one that has like, that brings out strong emotions in one of you. Well, uh, in Remedy of All Ills is the nightgown. It's got a, it's a beige Georgette overdress with embroidery and a purple underdress sometimes. Uh, for, further along her nightgown then becomes uh white with the, like a gold embroidery it's actually the same style that we were talking about earlier but i just really liked it i thought it was very pretty yeah and it's uh i mean we see her in it quite a lot because she has a lot of night yeah. scenes where she's scared so <laughs> it's quite <laughs> nice that it's uh that it's a nice design yeah yeah i really like that one okay yeah Anybody else on Remedy to Clear Oils? Or shall the we less said about it, the better. <laughs> the <laughs> less said about it, the better. Right. It's my okay, bane. And yeah, the next one is Gates of Avalon. We see a completely different style of dress. It's the uh, yeah. green, yes. uh, raw, I call it the raw silk dress because it's got like little knobby pieces in it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I really like this dress because of its simplicity. Um, it's, it skims the waist. It doesn't look like it's really out of style for the time period. And I have a real, okay, I'm going to skip to, uh, season two. They use that exact same dress and they put, I don't know what you call it. Are they That's nail the extensions? The beetle shells. The beetle the shells, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, or the nail extensions. Like, ah, it's so pretty. <laughs> it's so pretty. I mean, it's not it's not realistic, but I just thought it no. was really interesting. 
<laughs> yeah, um, like they upgraded a costume they already had, which yeah, I like that was just kind of cool. Is this and, the dress uh, we're talking about? That's like because there are two green dresses. Is the is uh, is the dress that we're talking about the the one that's like a one piece? Like it doesn't yeah. have any. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. like that so, one. It's not it's not yeah. particularly like like detailed, but you're right. It's kind of nice to see something that looks like it belongs there <laughs> for a change. Yeah, which is and really it, nice. And it's actually uh, it's it's uh, cut on the bias, which means it hugs the body much more easily and is more comfortable. Mm-hmm. So just watching her walking around in it, it's really kind of interesting to see it. I really like that dress. That's cool. Yeah. But you know, the, the beetle, the beetle or slash nail uh, extensions on it is really made me laugh when I saw it. (laughs) (laughs) And then we really, we really don't see another very interesting dress until episode 10. <laughs> My favorite. Connor, you're always here when it. Oh god. Yeah. I, I actually remember Connor bringing this up when we did Moment of Truth, the vet, like all all those years ago, <laughs> back when this all started. He uh, he actually like talked about the weird outfit choices that Morgana has in the Moment of Truth. Yeah. So I'll, yeah. So I'll take it away. <laughs> Please. Yeah. You want to do that, yeah. Connor? Um, I remember, I don't know exactly what I talked about, but I know that there's one piece toward the end when they're actually doing the full fight that she has this, like, <laughs> shoulder yeah. hack job of I, yeah. I have. <laughs> Your games are so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I actually... I actually called it the weird bobbly metal studded thing. <laughs> yeah, like they just found that fabric in the fashion district, and well, not fashion district, but like wherever the equivalent is in England, and they were just like, "All right, chop it, put it on her." Like I don't. <laughs> the bracers are pretty though. Actually, I'm like looking yeah. at them closer. The bracers are really nice. Yeah, but like I am. Mm... Yeah. Oh. And There's the. <laughs> yeah and the the metal necklace too that's very uh like 80s 1980s yeah it's yeah. it's a choice for going into battle that's for sure <laughs> yeah. like yeah. How, how's that gonna stay on i feel like in terms of battle if she just took that off she'd probably be better because it's a better like riding outfit i guess if i want to call yeah. it that yeah she need that i guess they just wanted to add something shiny and metal to her and then they were like, oh, well, we got the weird bobble stud thing. We'll put that on. Perfect. <laughs> Discarded cheap milk piece that they were going to use, I guess. I don't know. It looks like Party City. Like, they went and they got, like, a cheap night costume from somewhere. And they just threw it on Katie. Sorry, Katie. Oh. They have okay. interesting women's fighting things, don't they? Like, yeah. I guess just giving them the, like, just Arthur bringing a spare set of chainmail or, like, just Morgana owning chainmail like, or going to get chainmail, just to see how many times I can say chainmail, yeah. uh, <laughs> just would seem, I mean, Morgos wears it. Why couldn't Morgana just wear chainmail? <laughs> I don't understand. All the characters, story-wise, that would make sense to own pieces of armor, it would probably be Gwen. And she yeah. doesn't like ever really wear 
armor piece. Maybe she can't afford it. Like maybe like they but don't. Her own dad armor. is a blacksmith. That's yeah, but maybe he. Like. But maybe it's one of those things where like he has enough to like make for clients, but he doesn't keep any for himself because like the, maybe the metal is expensive and stuff. I don't know. Yeah, yeah like wise like would have made the most sense. Though I do like, like I mentioned the bracers just a second ago, but they look like they could have been like given to her by her father or something like that or like a keepsake from her father well not Uther but like her yeah yeah. yeah 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 the um, person we knew to be her father in season one, season one. makes yeah. sense <laughs> yeah uh, Uther wasn't her father in season one that's, that's true well that's what the fan fiction tells me anyway but um <laughs> <laughs> That was a thing back in the day. The, yeah. You know, the pre-season three world was very different to what it is now. It really was. You remember? Oh, oh man, those comms. I miss them. Um, so, <laughs> what? What? Um, yeah, the moment of truth has... I mean, I guess it's kind of interesting to have like a whole episode where basically everyone wears something that they wouldn't normally wear. Like Merlin's in chainmail, Gwen is in something, Morgana's like got a couple of different fighty things going on. It's like quite interesting where everyone basically wears something completely <laughs> different to what they normally wear. Except yeah. Arthur, who is always <laughs> just in chainmail. He was born that way. <laughs> to be fair, in season one, that was still. Yeah, that was a novelty. <laughs> it was still kind of special to see him in full or Like, not special special, but, like, definitely not something you saw every time, all the time, yeah, never anything right. else. So what does Morgana have next that's new that we'd like to talk about? Does she have anything else for the rest of season one at all? Eh, nothing worth mentioning, really. She just gets her green cape that we all... Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's got a green cape, which is lovely, but okay. It's just a green cape. Yeah, that's it. So what about season two? Oh, season two. Well, the, in season two, the first thing we see is that nightgown that I had mentioned earlier. It's white with gold embroidery down the front. Mm-hmm. And, and there's like an over robe with an armband and a bell shaped lower sleeve, which I really like and want it, actually. Hmm. But um, we see it occasionally. Whenever there's like night scenes, yeah, and she's in the bed. Um, because they then, really use a bunch yeah. of stuff for season yes. two, like you know, and yeah. and like this is what I was kind of saying earlier is like unlike Gwen, who we don't start seeing reused things until season three for her. Like yeah. she in season three has a couple of new things, like we mentioned the new corset and then the pink disaster, but she mostly <laughs> reuses uh, her shit. But um, Morgana, actually, I feel, and you, I mean, I'm sure you guys uh, can uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel as though it's mostly reused stuff for Morgana and then like a couple of new pieces, like a couple of pieces that we definitely haven't seen her in before. Well, there's a, there's a, yeah, it's mostly reused, but she does have 11 new, uh, 11 new pieces in season two. Um, The nightgowns being one of them. Um, Mm -hmm. And a lot of things are like, uh, there's a blanket she uses as a throw over her shoulders. So that's mm-hmm. kind of sort of counts. Um, the next thing would be in The Nightmare Begins, we finally get the red velvet cloak. Yes. And the red velvet dress with the gold silver embroidery down the front. That's not oh. the same one that she wears in season three, though, is it? No. It's a different Are you sure? One. I 
They look. Uh, yeah, actually, it is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I was like looking through them and I pulled it to get better detail okay. shots. Like yeah. I need to be more prepared. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same one. It's the same one. Oh, cool. That's yeah. cool. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I I like the Empire waste of it because it it makes it her look lovely. Well, she's lovely anyway, but it makes her look even prettier. Mm-hmm. It's obviously not historically accurate, but you know we've thrown that out. Although, <laughs> it's gone. But it's kind of iconic. I mean, I I yeah. know a lot of uh, people wanted to make that dress because it was so pretty and and lovely. And red, yeah, and just and red, red is always, yeah, and red, red is always a good one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then in that episode, she also has a brown druid cloak because she changed over to druid things when she went to the She's a tour. Jedi now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's, like she's a Jedi now. Oh, all she needs is a lightsaber. Oh my exactly. god. Exactly. That would be yeah. epic. <laughs> Diane, you should write that AU if you haven't already. <laughs> the oh Star Wars AU. God. I have done Star Wars AU, but not with Morgana. I've done it with uh, Merlin and Arthur because nice. it's very apt. It, it's very apt, and it echoes both Star Wars and Merlin. So yeah, it, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah she so. looks really nice in the uh, in the in the Druid stuff. I'll be honest; I can't yeah. off the top of my head remember like the specifics of the outfit, but it's kind of like one of those things where again, Katie just. Like she looks good, like cleaned yeah, up, and she funny. looks good not cleaned up. Yeah, she just kind of looks good, like she looks right in, in like whatever they put her in. It's really kind of amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She got one of those faces. <laughs> <laughs> and then the only thing I can say about are we done with Ep- uh, Nightmare Begins? Yeah, if that's everything. Yeah, okay. You. Yeah. Uh, episode four. The only thing I can say is when she takes all her clothes off and she has a white undergarment, it's accurate. And I went, hooray. Yeah. <laughs> but I think once. we, yeah, for once, once. Um, and then in episode five, Beauty and the Beast, she has two new outfits. Yes, she does. The very, very new. Very new. The translucent gold overdressed prince with princess seams. And you know me and princess seams. Like, oh my god. (laughs) And um, I don't really particularly like that dress because it doesn't have a lot of um, yeah. (laughs) Sure. It doesn't have a lot of contrast. So it looks like one big mess of goldish fabric. But if you look at it really closely, it's kind of intricate, but it comes as a kind of a blobby thing. Is this the one that looks a bit like it's got like, like a bit lacy, like it's a white lacy kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, It's a weird one because for the longest time, for the longest time, I thought this was the same dress as the other white one, because like you said, it's just a white dress and i'm yeah. i'm not fond of white at the best of times to be quite honest with you i think that it has a time and a place and that's pretty much a wedding and that's it i don't yeah. really think that it looks particularly interesting um maybe on her because of the black hair but even then i'm like mm-hmm. oh yeah and it's and like and i didn't even realize this was princess seemed because i think it's yeah. so unflattering on her she doesn't look yeah. right in it like it's a weird yeah. Is it really princess scenes? I need to go look this up again now because I, I thought I'm pretty sure. 
for some reason I thought it was Empire. I don't know why, because it felt like it kind of like cut off at her boobs and then just left. Like I don't know why I thought that it was not Princess, but I need to take another look at it. But yeah, it's it's a weird one, isn't it? I don't know what. Yeah. And can we talk we're about the historical here. accuracy or lack thereof? So where does this come from, Diane? <laughs> <laughs> no idea, quite frankly. It's, uh, it's just, pardon? So, well, the two white dresses I, give yeah. me a distinctly 1920s vibe just because of the style of the lace. Yeah. Okay. Of them and like the well, the yeah. other white dress is like a sequin look, but it has like a scallop. Yeah. Part to the bottom, and this yeah. gold one has like, I don't know what to call it scallops, but just like the lace overlay on top of the dress. Yeah. 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 Still yeah. not Arthurian, and by any stretch. No. <laughs> <laughs> if I say it's 1920s, I don't think that's quite um where Merlin no. wanted to go, but yeah, it go. It, yeah. No. In it's terms just, of the gold, it's it's just not flattering, quite mm. frankly. Well, I was gonna say if we're remembering if it's princess seams, that could be a good example of when princess seams don't work because if you don't construct yeah. them properly to the person, they're still gonna be a little bit odd, not quite fit yeah. just much. Like princess yeah. seams are flattering, but it has to fit you. Yes, I, uh, yeah, I wish I had like the picture that. in front of me now because I don't because I don't want to be messing with my laptop because it's like like a really like like stretch to reach to it. But like, yeah, it's um I don't remember it looking particularly good, which confuses me because like you guys said, if it's princess, it seems like I haven't ever seen them look bad on anyone ever. Like it's yeah. uh, it's a really it's a really weird um uh thing with that dress. I don't know what, but um. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not I'm not fond of either of the white dresses to be quite honest with you. I think that one of them, yeah, like you said doesn't look right and then the other one what? <laughs> I'm just, what? Like that for yeah. me is the one Morgana moment where I like I'm kind of uh, whatever about most of her outfits like even the red one I'm like all right like like whatever, you know. But this this white one is the one where I draw the line. <laughs> oh, I love <laughs> I like it like you know because it looks good like you know I like it but I'm just like a what is that material b why are there like like silver dots all over it and why why is a cleavage out I'm like oh, what's going on yeah in terms oh. of historical no not at all no, but not at all <laughs> actually, <laughs> that's my favorite dress actually of hers interesting yeah. that's, that's interesting yeah because <laughs> it's so it's it's flattering it's beautiful the fabric flows beautifully in the sleeves and i just really like it a lot i love the like i was mentioning how it has scallops on it so like the part the bodice top yeah. has these um diagonal lines that meet in the center but then they stop kind of at like the top of the hip and then turn into the scallop pattern mm -hmm. so in terms yeah. of like the fabric and i'm wondering if it's a just translucent top that was lined with white but i yeah i think it is it's so, like, just in terms of that fabric, yeah. I'm just like, oh, yeah. it's just so pretty. I literally, I have it because it's in Beauty and the Beast part one, and then I had to create a separate, like, part that just is called wet, white dress I like. <laughs> so I, <Yeah>. pulled... <laughs> <laughs> so I can talk about it more. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's really pretty. It's really pretty. I just think, like, it's the one, like, it's sort of the pink Gwen dress, like, equivalent where I'm like, yeah, it looks good on the person. 
beautiful like you know i'm not saying that the pink dress doesn't look great on her like it's a you know it's a really yeah. girly lovely outfit but it kind of when i see them in merlin in it in the context of the yeah. show i'm like really fuck off <laughs> <laughs> fuck <Sure>. off <laughs> it's yeah. like it doesn't look remotely like like that that actually uh, connor is the one where i can really see what uh the 1920s influence for me is in the is in the yeah. dress that we're talking about now because it has that kind of like silky kind of look to it where it, it feels like it kind of hangs right it just kind of hangs yeah. really heavily um and yeah just like the the cleavage and the and just everything it's it's a lot <laughs> It's a lot. Again, I don't have a clear visual in my head. Although so the just yeah. uh, just for me, so the one that we like is the one she wears in Beauty and the Beast Part One, and the one that we don't like is the one in Beauty and the Beast Part Two. I mean, I I mean, I'm going on the record saying that I don't like either of them, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jesus, like, okay, what the hell? No, but now I'm getting a like another look okay. at the first oh one. My God. The first <laughs> one with the gold. What the hell is that? That is princess seemed. No, actually, I'm wrong. I'm looking okay. at it now, and it's not princess seemed. We're talking about the Ooh. first gold one with the armbands. With the armbands. Not... Yeah. 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 What the yeah, hell? Yeah, it's not, it's not princess themed. It's so weird. But the you one know, with I... the, oh, okay, the the armbands. Yeah. Okay, so the, the it's the second yeah. one. So it's the gold one, white oh. one and the silver white one. Yeah. yeah, the the yeah. what the silver white one has the little the silver white one has the little belt yeah. thingy, yes. and the other yes. one the other one doesn't. The other one right. has the armbands, right? The one with the the one with the belt she wears that again in Sweet Dreams, by the way. I just uh, I yeah just yeah she wears that a lot actually. Yeah yeah yeah. It's a, I honestly I like this dress. It looks really good on her. It does Which look one? really good on her. The the one the with one, the belt. The one with the belt. The one with the belt. Oh, yeah, okay. the one from from Beauty and the Beast Part One. The one from the belt. Okay. It, okay. It's giving me those Grecian vibes again, not in the same way that the red uh, that the red one did, but it's got that Greek goddess look about it for me. Yes. Um, I think it's probably partly to do with the color, <laughs> um, but also it's just kind of like the uh, the belt that's kind of got the drop waist a bit, and you know, again, yeah. uh, just kind of the um, the flowing sleeves and stuff, um, and the shape of uh, the the way that it's cut, and obviously the uh, the headpiece. Oh the headpiece contributes to it oh. as well. Yeah. yeah, don't give me high-res photos of these things because I'm looking at her sleeve now and I can see that they didn't finish the seams like with a French seam and I now <laughs> oh, know. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 Connor, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. I still adore this gown. I just would have yeah. constructed that sleeve differently considering how much effort went into the rest of it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, the sleeve have little yeah. um, gems at the... Oh, I, oh, I love this dress. Anyway, <laughs> it does belong in Merlin. I totally agree. But like, it's so beautiful on mm, Katie. It is. It is yeah. stunning on her. And it has oh. a zipper. But God, is she pretty in it? Yeah, she's beautiful in it. She's absolutely yeah. beautiful in it. Um, yeah, I do I've... like it when it comes up in season three as a character choice, but I'll talk about that when we get to season three. What I will say, and I mean, I don't know if this is like a good time to bring this up, but it, but I mean, I might as well, seeing as it's on my mind. I don't really understand why in Merlin they they kind of completely drop the ball in terms of like um, appropriate clothing for appropriate moments. I feel as though, especially yeah. the girls, they just they just wear things for the sake of it. Like Morgana, you know, she has a bunch of different outfits, and I think we'll agree that 
whatever our opinions on them some of them look fancier than others like this one yeah. is very fancy i forgot how fancy it actually looks because she just wears it whenever like she doesn't yeah. really <laughs> but she does but she we- but she does she just wears it while looking out of the window or, or like whatever she's doing and yeah. and like and feels, important things it felt appropriate for uther's wedding in here the, yeah the yeah part absolutely. One, right he got yeah. married like the king got married it felt appropriate for that and the next time yeah. we see her wear it is at any random tournament that Arthur is making a fool of himself because exactly. he's on a love spell. <laughs> exactly. So, so yeah. it's like, you know, we have a gorgeous gown like this, which like you said, Alex, she just kind of wears, you know, at random occasions. But not only that, she then has relatively intricate gowns like the purple chemise and the blue overlay thing, which she went wears horse riding. You know what I she... think it is? You know what I think it is? Yeah. It's, she she wanted to have that dress and Uther was like, Well, when are you going to wear this? She wear it all the time. And, and she was like, I'm going to wear this all the time. It's beautiful. I can wear this all the time. He's like, This is clearly a dress you only wear to something very special, like my wedding. And she's like, No, no, no. I can wear this on many occasions. It's 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 a it's a very all around dress. And then that's what she that's what she does with all the clothes. Like anything we see her wear when it's not actually appropriate, that's a dress that she owned, that, that Uther dared her to wear on any other occasion. Because he was like, this is too expensive. I can't buy this for you to wear only once. And she always said, no, no, I'm going to wear this all the time. I still, I, I still can't get over how hideous that gold one is. Oh, oh my God. It, it just... It offends me looking at it. Katie, what do they do to you? <laughs> well, turn away. <laughs> I'm trying. It won't let me. <laughs> Just close the damn yeah. tab. Oh, my God. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah. It's Beauty and the Beast. The first time we see the green uh, one that's similar to the blue. Is that the first time yeah. we see that? Or did we see that before? Which Beauty one? Oh, in Beauty and the Beast? Um, the green with the like high, yeah, with Empire Waist and the bandage sleeves i think we saw it in uh oh two uh two oh three what's oh three let's see of what uh, a nightmare begins okay i think we see it i don't know if we mentioned it i know it's just like i don't yeah. want people to think we forgot about the green one <laughs> it's there it just looks yeah. a lot like the blue one so there's not much to say yeah. about it <laughs> yeah that's why but it's great it. yeah <laughs> it, it, it looked like the other ones so i didn't even mention yeah. it yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Just I will yeah. say that okay. I do prefer uh, the uh, the green silky one with the green over thingy. I prefer, I think, to the blue one though. I think the blue is nice, but I think this one is just a bit more special. I think that oh. green green looks really good on her. I think it's yeah, a, green a, is a really good color on Katie. Yeah, I think it's the Irish yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I actually, I like the blue one better. But... Oh, that's fair. I mean, both of yeah. them are like that kind of primary it's honestly, color. It's... Like jewel tones just look really good on Katie. Let's yeah, be really yeah. good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, uh, leaving the uh, the white dress one and two behind, uh, is there anything? <laughs> is there anything else uh, new that we have for uh, for Morgana in season two? I don't see anything. Do you, Connor? I don't. She just does more like variations. Like again, yeah. I'll yeah. wear that white dress all the time. In the witch's yeah. beginning, she wears it with the green cloak for no yeah. reason. Yeah. 
Yeah. She wears it in Sins of the Father, yeah. uh, Sweet Dreams, Witches Quickening. Mm -hmm. And then yeah, I like yeah. that idea. I'm going to wear it whenever I want. <laughs> and yeah. then in season three, too. So, yeah, yeah she, she wears it a bunch in season three. I. Yeah. In fact, I always remember it from, um, like, when I think of that dress, the first image that pops into my head is her reunion with Uther. That's for some reason the one, like, even though it's not the first time we even see it, but I think there's something right. about the visual of her walking up the the Great Hall alone and the music and the light. Like, there's something that kind of always reminds me of that dress, whereas before I feel like it's just kind of, she shows up, like, in a background shot wearing it in season two at the wedding. And it doesn't really have its moment, you know? Like, it doesn't have the yeah. moment. Yeah. That's when, like, I immediately think of it, that scene as well. But yeah. if we're going to move into season three, I have some yeah. thoughts about why. <laughs> Let's do it then, because we've got some new outfits, okay. I think. Yeah. Yeah. We have new outfits in season three. Yeah. Well. Uh, Luther, uh, Tears of Ruther Pendragon gets the purple dress. Yes. Yes. Which I know Diane desperately wants to make, but oh, it's, God, too yes. it's too expensive. It's too expensive. It's too expensive. It's made out of silk velvet, so it's like $25 a yard. Um, and I even considered doing that, but I couldn't find the right color purple. Oh. And I mean, uh, it's, I didn't need about like 10 or 15 yards, so you can add that up really quickly. And then, of course, there's a blue underdress, and there's lining, and the sleeves, and like, forget it. I can't afford this. Yeah. So, but it's absolutely gorgeous. It's it's my absolute favorite. Oh. It is stunning. stunning. It's stunning. And she wears it both with a hood and without a hood, which I can't figure out how they attach the hood. So, oh yeah. So I mean, it's just, it, yeah, it's the same dress, but with a hood and without a hood. But there's no there's no hooks or anything for the hood, so I can't figure out how they did it. Hmm. Interesting. So, yeah, I'm like flipping between Tears of Luther Pendragon and Eye of the Phoenix. I'm like, where? Because she wears it again then, and I have like, yep. more detailed shots from that. And I'm just like, yep. where would it go? And <laughs> just, actually, like, it in from the I, yeah, I, I actually saw them filming her in that outfit at Pierrefonds, and that what they did, it drove me absolutely insane. They wetted down the cobblestones and part of the wall that she's walking past, and she's walking through the wet pavement in this silk velvet oh. gown. And I'm the like... The wardrobe department cried that day. Oh my God, I was crying. <laughs> She would probably because, cry every day, honestly. <laughs> oh my god! Because as she's walking through it, you could sort of see the splatter of the water on the uh, blue underdress, so you can only imagine what's going on with the with the um, velvet overcoat. Oh my god! But I guess you know costumes yeah. as as beautiful as they are, like you know they're. Yeah. They have to be worn, right? And so, like the yeah. character, like in, like in, like in universe, the the clothes will get worn and ruined. And I guess you know yeah. it's sad, but that's what the costumes are for, isn't it? Like you know, imagine all of the costumes that go into like you know really intricate kind of um, stuff that then have to be used for like war or something like that, and just ruined yeah. and like you know destroyed. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I guess that's just one of those things. Oh, and a complete aside, we actually see this purple velvet dress in another TV show for about... Really? Yeah. It, 
I, I honestly, I cannot remember the name of the show. It was a British show and this person was in like a capsule and she was waking up. It was a sci-fi kind of thing. And she was wearing the purple dress. Oh, that's so, so cool. Yeah. So they reuse it. Yeah. Well, I mean, if it's that expensive to make, I guess they would yeah. want to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Was, especially with my like this if the same wardrobe supervisor yeah. or somebody came over and yeah. they're like this is my dress i spent so long on it and so much money we're using it again yeah yeah um so any other season three i mean the, i can only think yeah. of like like off the top of my head i'm thinking of the castle of Thirion new war outfit <laughs> battle outfit yeah. whatever that she is wears um Thirion. she wears that in the Trisha Luther Pendragon part yes. two as well. But the yes, Castle Fear people like yes. see it. Yeah, when she's underground. Yeah. Oh fuck, of course she does. Yeah. Yeah. Of course whole, like, she does. Her gay iconic speech of to have to hide who you are. Oh my god. Yeah. So iconic. <laughs> yeah. So good. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean it has a it has a steel waist cincher and brown trousers and the steel winch waist cincher I found in a 1405 painting that was similar. So cool. Yeah. So not so. bullshit then. <laughs> it, well, theoretically it wasn't bullshit, but <laughs> I can't imagine. I can't imagine that was comfortable at all. Yeah. No. No. Look it. <laughs> no. At, at least all. her like metal over like sort of wants to be chainmail thing is more acceptable to me than the moment yeah. of truth. What the hell was that <laughs> situation? <laughs> I can get behind this shirt a little bit more. <laughs> even though it still doesn't. Yeah. I'll I never the moment of truth. <laughs> oh my god. My favorite yeah. episode I'll never forget. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. And so most of the rest of the season, it's just repeats of either stuff from season two or season three. Yeah. As yeah, it goes yeah. along. So it, there really wasn't a lot there. Yeah. I just really like her, her season three, because we're dealing with like sneaky evil Morgana. I like her yeah. wearing white. She seems to wear white the most right. when she's dealing with like Uther. And at least in, from what I was flipping through. And I like, as a character choice, the idea of like this white is this beautiful pure color, uh, right. or black thereof, or all of them. <laughs> that kind of yeah. could be um, a yeah. false image for Uther. Something that looks pure and beautiful and yeah, wonderful. Yeah, um, yeah. When because like when you think about that scene when she's reunited with Uther, and then she turns around and it's like the first big introduction to the evil smirk that we see throughout the rest of the series. Yeah. Yeah. Um I, I like the use of white for her like scenes with interacting with Uther and Arthur are like, ooh, I'm don't worry about me, I'm not a threat. Yeah. I'm wearing white. I couldn't possibly be a threat. <laughs> and then she wears the white when she's crowned at the end of the season, so Yeah, um, that's true. Arthur. That's true. Uh, do you know what I was thinking of just now, actually, because we're talking about white? Um, and I was thinking this when, like, uh, when you guys sent through that high res uh, photo of her in the in the in the white silver dress. But um, I'm like, part of me is a bit annoyed that we had like like a few weddings on the show and we never got to see like 
a wedding dress um because obviously we we didn't see arthur and gwen's uh wedding we just repeated the coronation dress um and part of me is really annoyed at that but the other part is like i'm kind of glad i didn't have to look at it because i know that they would have probably given like them a white dress like and it would have really mm-hmm. pissed me off i mean katrina got pink which is just offensive already but like i just feel <laughs> as a, like imagine if they put gwen in a white dress and like you know i know almost yeah. fuck all about costumes but even i know i'd be like it was Queen Victoria that made that a thing. <laughs> they wouldn't have worn white. It would have been blue. <laughs> so I'm just, but like, I'm really curious, like what you guys would have, you know, so like, what would you have put the girls in, like in a, in a wedding s- situation? Like what would have been your kind of take on a wedding dress for Merlin? Would it have been princess seams? Would it have been uh, anything different? Like what would you have done with it? Do you think? Well, I think your question is, do you mean Merlin or like historically? Well, yeah. I guess. Well, <laughs> makes a difference. Well, I mean, no, I can. I mean, I guess I can always Google what it would have been historically. So I guess okay. Merlin. Like, what? Like, what do you think they would have gone for, or what should they have gone for to fit with the with the kind of aesthetic of Merlin, but still look, you know, relatively inoffensive? Um, it would probably still definitely be white. Yeah, oh, what, sorry. The modern audience to us, like. To the modern audiences, I white is marriage, right? Um, yeah, <laughs> that's all I've got to say about I know. That. that. Exactly. That's why I'm like, well, you're asking two different questions. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, um, and I know that this wasn't. I mean, mm, I I don't know. I, like, I'll have to talk to you guys about it another time. But you guys remember Stars Camelot? I mean, no one remembers yeah. Stars Camelot, but yeah, I remember I, Stars Camelot. Yeah, I mean it was like a it was like a flash in the pan massive failure. But um yeah. they they were like an adult Merlin and I don't know if their costumes were anything like historically of the period, but um Guinevere in that show wore a blue dress and like flowers in her hair and so I was like well if they can do it Merlin can get them to wear blue they would not have worn pink on their wedding day (laughs) and um like it just made me like look at Morgana's white dress and I was like this is probably what they would have put Morgana in if if she'd ever got married and it made me so mad thinking about it (laughs) like this is like 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 silver and white dress that they'd like put her in for her wedding day but um yeah, you're probably right. They probably would have done some dumb shit like that, but oh well. I get like yeah. I guess for, for for Gwen, I guess like like I can make my head canon that the blue dress that she wears that I prefer, like that was her wedding dress, and she just wears it casually, like around the castle. <laughs> just that like dark blue dress. Yeah, but yeah. Spend a lot of money on it and gotta wear it again. Listen. And back then you can I'm get away wear with this it. all the time. Yeah. Well, you know, these days, you know, wedding dresses, you know, you would look stupid wearing a wedding dress in public, but back then, you know, people dressed fancy. So yeah, you know just wear yeah. just wear your wedding dress all the time i um, love people wearing their wedding dresses in quarantine they're like well spent <laughs> 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 money on that that's amazing so, yeah in terms of merlin i think i would also go back to what you said that how they don't do timing of outfits very well like yeah this white and silver piece would have been beautiful at a, like as a wedding yeah. gown or some variation of but because she wears it all the time and it was introduced without any common circumstance, like you would just be like, why is she wearing this dress again? But on a very special occasion. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <sighs> yeah. So, I mean, leaving the lovely, colorful, 
beautiful uh, beautiful <laughs> dresses aside we're now moving yeah. into season four where you I mean you guys are telling me she has a variety of outfits and this is very interesting to me well she's got two outfits and a throw okay so I was counting that as as an as a piece but uh, she's got a black chenille cloak with a hood mm-hmm. that I it reminds me of the 1950s because it's got <laughs> it's got these like little lines of wispy stuff to it and if you look at grandmother's uh, grandmother's uh, bathrobes back in the 50s that would be the fabric that they would have used that's cool so i was like okay honey and <laughs> What that's a very judgmental. That's a very judgmental. Okay, honey. That's so good. Yeah, I think Ooh. that's probably the perfect um, uh, way to describe <laughs> that, that cloak. I actually, yeah, but you're right. She does have like a th- uh, yeah. like a th- uh, like a cloak thing, doesn't she? I actually completely a, forgot about that. Yeah, it's a cloak thing, but it also becomes a dress as well. It's the same thing. Um, as used as a dress leader. Uh, so like in episode one, Darkest Hour, it's a cloak with a hood. And then you see it later in his father's son as a dress. So, you know, I guess she only has two real things. The other thing she has is a black lace dress with an underlayment of green, of dark green. So it's laced in the back, though. So I'm thrilled about that. Um it looks torn. Um, there's tight sleeves. It's tight all over pretty much, which for Katie is wonderful because she's gorgeous. Um, and she wears it well, you know. She's, she's, she's into her own thing at that point, I guess. <laughs> That's one way to put it. I mean, what's, what's really interesting about this, like, outfit is i actually really like her witch outfits the thing that i found just odd was just the makeup that they put on her in season four they they uh didn't do it again for season five i don't know if that was just her further descent into madness or just the fact that like they got a lot of criticism for the green eyeshadow which was um what (laughs) i don't know if they just need a pop of color but it was very odd I, I think they were trying to go for uh, a witchy kind of green yeah. tone to it because the black lace dress has a green underlayment to it. She's got yeah. green lay. Uh, she's got green yarn in her hair, and she's got yeah. green eye makeup. So, and she wore a lot of green in season three as well. Yeah, and you know, yeah. you know, you got them alpha like vibes her. going on. So you know, like yeah. I can. I can I can uh definitely relate to that. Yeah, it's um it's a I really find outfits like this like as a cosplayer, I find outfits like this very frustrating. It's uh, it's a similar thing to like like real alphabet's dress in Wicked when I first yeah. saw it um and that's even more difficult to really get a good look at because obviously it's a stage show. And like right. the like her main dress that she wears like uh, at the end uh for the majority of the finale, it's 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 like this concoction of different colors and fabrics and it's all kind of like mm-hmm. weaved together in this weird like I don't even have the vocabulary to know how to describe it but I'm sure people that know the show know what dress I'm talking about and if not well you can yeah. google it and Morgana's dress kind of reminds me a bit of that because the thing with black and the thing with like these witchy kind of outfits is that they 
they look really thrown together and like if you ever want to recreate them it's it's kind of like how like you don't really know where to start because they just like there's just so much going on yeah it's really a complicated dress it's really because i have uh when i was there um watching the filming she was there in that dress so i took a whole bunch of pictures of it thinking that maybe i would wear it um but boy it is it is complicated it's not an easy dress. It's not like season one uh, dresses yeah. where it's very simple. Mm. So, so all you me. season, so all you season four Morgana cosplayers have our respect. Who was oh, it? Yeah. Um, who oh, was yeah. it? Alex at the anniversary who cosplayed season four Morgana? It was one of those German girls, I think. I don't, I don't remember her name though. Sam, she, mm-hmm. I think Shiris. Or Shiri is is the is the fandom mm-hmm. name. I think it's what how it's pronounced. But she's cosplayed different Morganas. She's yeah. definitely cosplayed one of the blue purple dresses. But she's yeah. also definitely cosplayed the yeah. um, the season four Morgana outfit. But it was a really really nice one. She did an amazing job. So yeah, um, to see how she put it together because I don't know anything. So maybe you guys as cosplayers will be interested to look at the details of the dress. But yeah, it was really really beautiful yeah. what she did with it. So yeah, my my hat uh is taken off for that. But yeah, it's a nice. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's a. I mean, what can you do with a with a with a medieval witchy situation? I think that that it's that it's quite cool. Yeah. You know, it's kind of what you'd expect. And Katie does it really well. Again, she looks yeah. good as a witch. Actually, I'm looking at pictures. I'm actually looking at pictures of that lace dress that I actually took. And in the back, it almost looks, it's laced in, but there's, it looks like there's cording and all kinds of things going on with it. So good luck to any cosplayer trying to do a proper Morgana because it's complicated. Yeah. Yeah. It's got these like, oh, some of it's, if you look at like the high res photos for, um, Series four, you can see like all of the like it looks like suede cording just wrapped around and around, and with some like yep. little beads, yeah, randomly thrown into it. With yeah, and it uh, actually it looks like the cording so- is knotted and tied in different directions too. So it's really yeah. complicated. It's like randomly, randomly braided, it just goes around. I think this would be what as a cosplayer, one of those things you just be like, oh, whatever, I think looks good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think so. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, is okay. there? Yeah. Actually, I'm looking at it even further in one of my other uh, photos. It looks like the top is a corset. I think oh, yeah, it's underneath. something. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like a- yeah where Because you've got the underlay, you've got the green underlay, then you've got the lace on top of it, and then you've got this black corded corset and uh black lace sleeves so wow kudos to anybody who actually makes this dress i like the lace as well actually because it's like a wide page but it has the nude underlay underneath yeah which is nice that way it's like one big sheet of fabric yeah wow it's easier to work with so yeah I'm really curious yeah, uh, if they uh, made like like more than one of these because she's basically in it all the time. So like, when would they have yeah. the like time to like clean it? Oh, uh, they probably they probably made two or three of them. Yeah, that yeah. would be my guess. Because I think that or would be like, quite expensive. Yeah. yeah, or even just between days. Like yeah, we you could go like for so for theater, 
you'd only really wash what desperately needed washing after a show, like a shirt or like pretty much it was just shirts in my experience. And we would dry clean things like once a week or twice a week, depending, mm-hmm. not twice a week, once a week or once every other week, like depending on what really needed it. So maybe they would just keep it maintained with like a vodka spray and then yeah, okay. I'm sure she was not on, she's probably used to it at that point. This is season four. So she's been in it for a while now. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm just thinking because like, you know, but like, uh, but with, but with other outfits, like she, she has stuff to, to change into. So, so, so they can just make one. Right. And then like that can be cleaned yeah. while she's wearing something else. Yeah. But yeah. if it's just the one, then they have to make multiples. And obviously, if it's so complicated, they have to make sure that it looks relatively the same. And I, I mean, imagine I would assume I would assume they made maybe one backup just in case something happened to the first one. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then she could wear that while the other one was was clean. But I would assume mm-hmm. that they didn't like wash this dress between yeah. filming days like every time. Also, Katie worked in in wardrobe and costumes before she knows how these things are done so yeah. i guess we can talk about the season five dress yeah <laughs> which well, season five yeah is the season four dress just with like new stuff is it i thought that it was slightly no, different for some new, reason no yeah I it's a it new dress new. i mean there there's black lace underneath it but it's uh it's got a different shape to it it's got the sleeves are different um yeah like a um basically it looks like a little suede jacket piece that has been added yeah. to it yeah but like it's still laced with the green underlay and it, at least to me it looks like the same lace. i could be wrong well maybe she has two then maybe she's got the original yeah, season four one and then because i yeah. feel like when she's out like in the like especially in yeah. the first couple of episodes, like like in the first yeah. couple of episodes when she's got especially the fur, like I feel like what she's wearing under the fur is completely different. Let me try yeah. let me try and read over now. Okay, I I, I, agree, I agree with Connor. The first couple of episodes she's wearing the lace dress from season four, but then when you get yeah, to like yeah, but when I you think. get to episode four, she's wearing a completely different outfit. Ooh, let me see. One, two, three. She's wearing the old oh, woman yeah. disguise. Yeah, the disguise. Mm-hmm. And then she she keeps wearing that one. As far as I can tell. I do love my favorite part of season five is um her necklace and I want it so badly. Oh yeah, so, like, I love that necklace. necklace. It's so gorgeous and I've mm, it's so pretty. <laughs> I want one. <laughs> yeah, Alright, yeah. which dress are we talking about? The old woman dress. The old woman dress, yes. It looks like it's made out of linen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's laced up in the front, which I like. It's la- The sleeves are laced and it's got, I think it's a wool cloak, but it, I guess it could be poly. But, yeah. It yeah. Could be. Yeah. Like a hooded owl yeah. piece. Yeah. So. It's got, uh, I guess it can't be wool because it's got all the fringe on the edge. Looks like it's falling apart. So, hmm. Oh, yeah, it could just be more, like, poly linen. Yeah, yeah. Something to make it look all ragged. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, I've got a silk wool um, material that frays like that, too. So it could possibly be that. Um, That I use for another costume. 
anyway. She looks very unassuming in this outfit, which is... Yes. Um, which is nice. I like that. Good for a disguise, yeah. Yeah, it's good for as a as a disguise. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. That's, yeah. Is that all of her outfits? Is that... Is no. That no, well. there's one more. There's in... <laughs> <laughs> sorry. In the Dark Tower... Uh, it's a taffeta black overdress with a hood. It's embroidered with what I consider eyelash trim, but uh, it could be something else. But it looks like it's fraying a little bit in certain spots. Um, there's a zipper up the front, which you know me and zippers. <laughs> Sleeves are Absolute tight favorite. to the el- Yeah, it's my favorite. <laughs> Sleeves-, <laughs> Sleeves are tight to the elbow and then open to the wrists. So... That's the only other one that I know of that she wears. Nice. But, yeah, but yeah. we'll see it in the Dark Tower. Cool. So. And hey, I, is that all of Morgana's outfits then? I am. I think. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Yes, Which it. means we can now move on to most iconic dresses for. Morgana and Gwen, since we didn't do Gwen last time. So what do you think are the most iconic outfits for either one? I'm going to say that for Gwen, like, iconic, it's really hard, but I'm going to go with the purple um, servant dress just because they took a bunch of high-res photos of her that are beautiful in that thing. It kind of, like stayed around for a really long time um during when the show was at its peak so like season two season three she wears that thing a bunch and um i just feel like purple was such a defining color for her palette like for a really long time that like started with that dress and she wears it a ton and like i said like for for really important episodes for her so even though definitely wouldn't agree you know we know my thoughts on it but i think for me when i think of gwen um, I probably would think of the purple dress like in servant form. Oh. Yeah. I don't know what anyone would you, say. And, what do you guys think? And for me, um, it's going to be the red red over tunic, white linen under tunic that she wears in the first episode. Yeah. That was going to be my second choice for sure, yeah. 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 But like, I guess it's really subjective and that kind of like, I'm not sure what's iconic versus just like, what I view as when I think of Gwen, because I love season one Gwen. So when I think about Gwen, I think about season one Gwen. Yeah. Like immediately. So I think yeah. about that, the same thing, that over tunic with just the, the white underdress. Um, but I do agree yeah. that this, like the purple one did become such like a look and it did style almost all of her costumes from like season two up to season four. It's like a good base for a lot of her costumes. So I could definitely see that being like an iconic piece for Gwen. Yeah. It's interesting, Connor, that you say that because, uh, like, just your point about what's iconic versus what you think about. Because I feel like when I think, <laughs> when I think about Gwen in the show, I think a, quite a lot about the visual of her in that purple dress because, like I said, of all of the promo stills and that kind of stuff. But when I think about Gwen when I'm in my fanon headspace and like thick, when I'm reading Gwen in thick, she's always wearing her season one stuff. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. That like, yeah. but I feel like it's just different, right? Like you're just in a different headspace when you're thinking about fanon and fandom. And yeah, for me, Gwen is always season one Gwen when she's in the castle and it's a canon fic. Like I don't know, 
Yeah. All right. What do, what guys do you think in terms of Morgana most iconic? Oh, on aren't you gonna do yours? Uh, I don't have one for Gwen. Okay. Okay. Oh, <laughs> oh um, I know, oh. but it's like I when I think of of Gwen, I don't really like. I don't really <laughs> think of her naked. <laughs> no, I just like it's just like she's she's not naked, but she's like uh, blurry from from the neck yeah. down. So it's. Angel's face. It's just, it's, she's, just, she's just Angel's face. She's just basically a floating face. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Morgana for me again, and I think you know, again, this is probably just inspired a lot by the you know what they chose to put them in for photos. But Morgana again, not my favorite, but for me the most iconic when I think of Morgana it is absolutely the purple shimmies and the blue um, overdress, and that's not least because my friend Vicky obviously cosplays that version yeah. of Morgana a lot, so I yeah. see it a lot and a lot of Morgana yeah. cosplayers go for that so for me that just screams iconic see I, w- I would have said yeah. the same for the exact same reason I see yeah. Vicky in this dress all the time so this yeah. is the only dress I think of it, when yeah. I think of Morgana that's it that yeah, is I, yeah. I'm on this one as well and also the, the green style one that, yeah, yeah. The that's true blue. the green one as well same. I do think about yeah. this purple one like when I think about Morgana I think about this dress which yeah. is interesting that I don't think about her as evil but that's probably because i got tired of her being the villain after like one season i mean <laughs> i was never on board with her being the villain in the first place so, yeah i'm never gonna think of her in those bullshit outfits what about you diane yeah. the most uh, iconic well for, for me uh, it would be the purple velvet dress from mm-hmm. season three yeah. and i'm um, also the some of the ones that she wears in season one i actually really like them the the blue georgette one with the blue under yeah that's a that's a that's a really iconic one too yeah just all of those like block color ones i feel like the blue the purple and the green for me like they all kind of like and (laughs) if vicky didn't cosplay that particular one i probably would have just given them all like a first place spot but because she's in that purple (laughs) one all of the time um i feel like it has to be uh given the uh the pride but um yeah like i feel like the blue and the green and the purple they all pretty much just kind yeah. of like you know yeah. yeah okay so moving on to favorite ones do you not have an iconic one? Oh no oh no you said that it's the purple I one s- yeah sorry. i had one yeah. i have one from ghana <laughs> right. i was like so, you're not getting away with it alex <laughs> <laughs> so moving on to favorite outfits i know rox's favorite pick for gwen but please repeat it anyway oh uh, it's the bell dress <laughs> it's like on screen for like a couple of minutes i'm so sad but i agree that's actually my favorite gwen <sighs> outfit as well i didn't really think about it or notice it before you started to obsess over it but then i was really looking at it a bunch of times while we were talking i was like you know what this is actually a really beautiful dress and i i really like it on gwen as well simple right it's simple yeah. it's fairy tale it's medieval it's, it's got bucket. a little bit of color and yeah. what drives me nuts about it is i'll never get to cosplay it because no one will know who i am because <laughs> you wore it for like one scene no one will know like they'll be like is this like a discount ariel like what's going on no, no, Brooks, it's fine 
you will cosplay that. We we will put Vicky in a Lancelot cosplay. Oh my god, don't my heart's beating so fast. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can just do a bunch of Gwencelot stuff. I will take your pictures and, and it's it's gonna be fine. We're literally like so many times like we keep texting being like, Okay, so like but seriously, when are we doing the season one Gwencelot <laughs> shit? Because she's obviously Lancelot and like we keep and obviously now it's coronavirus, but like I was like, Okay, but like what am I gonna dress like for when we do our Gwencelot stuff? And she's like, Do you want me with a beard? Do you want me without a beard? I'm like, this is getting me so excited. I can't even go. Like, we're like, when I get the photos back, I'm just going to burst into tears because it will be too much. But yeah, Gwen in the Cinderella dress or the bell dress is just goals. I freaking love it. It's so great. Okay. What do you guys think, Gwen, your favorite Gwen dress or outfit? Um, I actually like the season five blue dress. Yes. with the tight sleeves and it's just the way it's made and constructed mm. and it fits on her it's just unbelievably gorgeous beautiful beautiful dress absolutely yeah, stunning. yeah yeah i love connor going in the background yes <laughs> <laughs> and it's so hard for me to pick like my like what i think is my favorite gwen outfit because it goes back to being like well what do i think of when i think about gwen and it becomes her servant outfits so, but it doesn't, yeah. like, I don't want to discount how beautiful all these other gowns that she wears are, but I just, I just love her in season one. And so my favorite outfits are always her, like, just sack of potatoes outfit. <laughs> <laughs> valid. So valid. So valid. If you could choose, like, like, what would you say is, like, if you just removed Gwen from the equation, like, as a character, is there, like, a dress that you love aesthetically, just the design and how it's made? Is there anything that you love so much? I loved that purple one um, the f- with the, the embroidery the, the down season, the center. The season four one or the season two yeah, one? Yeah, from in, in season four, the Lancelot yeah. de Lac one that had yeah, like the short sleeves that I was mad about, but yeah. like. <laughs> That's true. It's a pretty so dress. Pretty. So yeah, it's beautiful. so gorgeous. I love the belt that's on it like i love that they just mm-hmm. added a random metal belt um i like the shape it looks like a gore dress um as it's well because it has like a wider skirt yeah. and i like it's very pretty and she it's does look gorgeous in it but it's also angel and she's just adorable yeah. so it's amazing yeah. it's yeah yeah like it's a it's again that kind of fairy tale medieval right it's not like a super yeah. bright purple it's like a kind of like muted purple and it's just it's actually pretty simple like it doesn't have any weird like it's just what like it's just purple on white right but there's something about right, it yeah. that's so pretty and it is the way angel looks in it she's you know she's a very kind of petite person but she has a really nice shape to her body so those princess seems to, like they do just make her look like a perfect kind of like fairy tale character it's really really great yeah. 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 She yeah. has that look of um I guess what I love about it so much is that I've seen people like when I work at the Ren Fair, this is something we would have probably put Maid Marion in and oh, I mean, yeah, that's like, so great. Yep. Yes. Um, especially in this like tournament scene that she's wearing it in is just she's so pretty. Oh no. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> I, if I took away like as a character and like just as a show in general, I do love yeah. this dress a lot. But I think yeah. for Gwen, my favorite dresses are always gonna be season one, even though they look like garbage. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so favorite Morgana outfits, I'm guessing, is next. Yes. Okay. Um, We've got mine. <laughs> you guys probably, I think I know what you're going to say. Go for it. <laughs> well, for me, it's the purple dress from season three. Yeah, I just absolutely. absolutely love that dress. So, yeah. 
and I, I'm obsessed with that white one. The white one, <laughs> the yeah, white yeah, yeah. yeah, I think now that I've really looked at it, I agree. I think that's my new favorite. Like, I don't, I didn't really have one before, but now I'm just like, yeah, the silver white one with the with the little belt and the gorgeous sleeves that weren't finished properly, but we're not talking about that. <laughs> yeah, um, the rest of it's so pretty. I'm just yeah, gonna let that e- one go even now. though it has a zipper somewhere that Diana's angry about, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that's again taking it out of its like time. Yeah. Yeah. Just as a dress, it's gorgeous. Yeah. And I love the, like I said, uh, the only episode I can think of it in uh, specifically is uh, To Kill the King, but there's something about that um, same design that we've seen on all of the other Morgana dresses, where it's just like a, a lilac um, chemise, and then it's like a velvety kind of uh, soft-looking overdress but it's a thicker material it's not this kind of like see-through business it's like a kind of like really sturdy material and it just it it looks like what I would imagine a casual day dress for someone of her kind of stature to be wearing where it's reminiscent of the other styles that she's worn but it's more casual and I love purple I don't know what it is I just I, I just love purple and I love that it has a really like long trail it's not like crazy long but it has that kind of like medieval look where it's like dragging across the floor a bit when she walks and I love the the sleeves and they're like dropped and it 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 looks heavy it looks like it's kind of got some weight and some quality behind it and I don't know what it is I've always wanted to wear that dress and um it's not the prettiest it, like it's weird that it's the one that stands out as my favorite in my mind but I guess you know sometimes you know your heart just wants what it wants and you don't know why so there we go <laughs> sometimes that's just the way it is Mr. Potter Mr. Potter I would love to have seen Morgana in a Gwen style princess seam dress actually once just once oh, like from series yeah. 5 or like just like any time like I would love to have seen her wear something similar to what Gwen wears with the purple Lancelot Dulac dress where it's just that kind of seam that really like because she wears a lot of stuff that's um, just like I don't even know what the cut is but what like what kind of cut are are those um, Morgana style dresses it's, with the overdress? It's just kind of like a straight cut, right? Like there's nothing yeah. really. Yeah. Like yeah. a belt. Yeah, really. a straight cut with a belt, yeah. which is a shame because, yeah. you know, Katie also has a really like a sick figure. So I'm just kind of like, I really wish that they'd actually tailored something to like suit her body. Like, and obviously because she yeah. is, you know, she's very fortunate that she's slim, she can get away with most things. And because she's relatively tall as well. But like, I don't know, I like, I would have liked to see something that was more seemed like that. And Gwen got a lot of those kind of styles. And I feel like Morgana, yeah, she got the more kind of like straight cut stuff, which I don't know, maybe it was, I don't know. But I just would have loved to see her in something that looked like that, and not that gold garbage that we saw earlier. Please, <laughs> something that actually like is meant to be like that. But oh well, like that would have been my thing that I would have loved to have. But oh well. Okay, so I believe we have reached the end of this episode. <gasps> yes, we did it. G- gentle gasp. Okay, uh, Diane, do you want to yeah. tell us where all you are on social media if you want people following you? I mean, if you don't want people following you, that's you know understandable. <laughs> like people are terrible, but you know. Okay, obviously I'm- not. Our my listeners, our my listeners are all darling angels. Okay, you can find me on uh, Live Journal and uh, Dreamwith under Archaeologist underscore D. Uh, you can find me in uh, Tumblr on Archaeologist D, no underscore. 
and I'm blanking out on the rest of the places. You're also on Instagram and Twitter. I'm on Instagram and Twitter, and I'm on Flickr if you want to see any of my Merlin photos, uh, which I have like 5,000 um, there. It's, un- it's Again, it's on archaeologist underscore D. The end. Connor. Um, I am bad wolf zeal um, pretty much everywhere. That's Tumblr, Instagram. Um, I've mentioned TikTok. I did some Merlin stuff. I should do some more. Um, what else do you want to do? Maybe you will have done more Merlin by the time this episode airs. Probably. Timey wimey. Brooks? So I'm Miss Snowfox with an extra X on Twitter, and I'm also Miss Snowfox on Instagram and Miss Snowfox cosplays for all cosplay and like fandomy things. I, I'm also on Discord, so come talk to me there. And I write uh, fic on AO3 under Miss Snowfox, but unfortunately, I'm not writing Merlin at the moment. But if you're into anime, you can go read my stuff there anyway. So there you go. I'm Zancredible27 on Tumblr for all kinds of reblogs and Zancredible on AO3 for fix. I'm also not currently writing Merlin, but I have a pretty big backlog of Merlin yeah. fix that you can <laughs> you read. If if, yeah. if you want to read Merlin fix, then I have some on my AO3 that you can read. Our theme music was composed by Sidesteppings exclusively for Melissa. All other music and sound effects in this episode come from freesound.warwick. The man up on our cover art was made by Brodens Keep and the cover was made by me. In two weeks' time, we will come back to you with another episode review. We will be reviewing the 11th episode of season two, The Witch's Quickening. I will not promise that it's just going to be Rox and me this time because I will probably be made into a liar yet again. So who knows? Who knows? Maybe it'll just be us. Maybe we'll be six billion people on this podcast. I I just can't tell yet. We will find out, I suppose. At this point, I feel like we should just really just say what we're all thinking, that Connor and Diana are basically co-hosts at this point. <laughs> Well, they, will, they will return um, for the episode after the witch's quickening which will yeah. be the last one of the costume episodes oh so we will see how things go until then and we will hope to welcome all of our listeners back until then I have been incredible and I'm a snow fox and our guests were Diane hi and Connor Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye. But before we get into Morgana, we are going to be discussing some admin stuff. Yeah, let's quickly go to news before more of this happens.